Warning, this podcast is rated not safe for work for profanity, sexual innuendo, and general silliness. Welcome to the Macabre Academy. You have found yourself in a weird corner of the internet. <laughs> or a shit show, that t- both. <laughs> mm. Okay, so we might have new listeners because I keep praying maybe one day. Some people get on the weird train. So I'm Nerdy Witch, also known as Steffi. Brandy, who the fuck are you? Hi, my name is Brandy. I'm trash. I mean, that's fair. (laughs) And I'm Kevin. Kevin sucks. Kevin does does not suck. suck. Fuck that guy. (laughs) You know what? Kevin sucks Starbucks. Oh, I love Starbucks. Yeah, I'll suck me some Starbucks. Oh, wait, wait. Do you want to um, hear a story about Starbucks real fast? Is it spooky? No, but it's really good. Then no. Okay, fine. <laughs> Today we're talking ghost stories for Halloween. Come on. Be excited. Brady, it's your time of year. It's spooky season! It's spooky season! <laughs> we kicked it off with pirates, so now natural progression, we have to do ghost stories. Obviously. I would assume a lot of those ships had to be haunted. All of them. Every single one. Oh, we should get a twofer out of that, a haunted pirate ship story, but that is not today. Brandy, if you're going to interrupt... No. It was a really good bird. That was like a seven on your scale. You could do better. I'm sorry. I'm really trash. Drink more soda. It'll be all right. Okay. You got it. (laughs) All right. So I don't know if you didn't remember... But we had a house tiebreaker about two months back. Um, and we had, I, I tweeted out or whatever the fuck I did, whoever sent me a ghost story first to read one. on air. One. But I got two ghost stories from the houses. So House Veritas wound up winning. And that's how we got that wonderful episode on iron that House Veritas requested. Um, yins can get in on the fun if you want to join Patreon, and we have new tiers starting in November. So Ooh. we're a good time, guys. Yeah, it's a good time. So, uh, Kev, why don't we why don't we listen to one of those? I'm I'm kind of curious what House Veritas sent us. Okay. Well, this was sent to us by our lovely friend for the friend, lovely friend. It's a great, it's a great friend. The best, the best, the best friend. <laughs> Wait. Are we going to do drinking again, even though we're not drinking alcohol, if we stutter, drink? Well, the listeners that is not can. a good plan. It's yeah, a good they game. can drink. We're going to play well, drink you know, soda. Just don't <laughs> pound half a bottle of wine and you'll be fine. Uh, it was fun. I had fun. It was fine. I slept really good. I cried a little bit. It was a good time. And then we fine. had an unpostable after show party. So. <laughs> <laughs> just me rambling. I'm not sorry. <laughs> hey guys, how do I take a picture of my butthole? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I'm still trying to work out how that would work, by the way. I know the mechanics. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> this is why we keep you around. <laughs> there like a selfie stick involved? Like what's going on with that? Oh, there no. has to be. No. <laughs> okay, I don't want this whole episode go. me cackling. Kev, please read me the story. All right. Like I said, this was sent to us by our lovely friend, Brian. So here we go. My name is, or was, Monatech 
I am not pronouncing that last fucking name. Sorry. Uh, okay. Identify as a muddlesome concept when one stopped drawing breath some 159 years ago. I died on July 18th, 1861. It's odd that I cannot recall the day I was born, but I died on a Thursday, if I recall correctly. I was shot and killed by a Confederate soldier at what you call the skirmish at Blackburn Ford. It was an odd moment. I was crouched behind a log near a stream. There was a loud rapport, and then I found myself standing, staring down at my own body. Most of my head was gone. I was dead. There was no terror. If anything, there was only a sense of surprise. Thoughts of Rebecca, my wife, filled my mind, and suddenly I was home. It was an odd situation. I was in Virginia one moment, then Marquette, Michigan. The world seemed different. I saw my home that I had built with my own hands, but parts seemed to glow with a power of some kind. Steph, you've talked about this before. The doors glowed white and bright as lightning. Oh. Oh, oh, Brian. Yeah, we've ta- you've talked about this before. Yeah, this is, co- oh, I'm in now. I'm, I'm all in. You're all in. I walked across the yard until I saw my German shepherd staring at me. Go away, O'Breeze. I had a notification on my phone while I'm trying to read it from Uber Eats. Just go away. I don't need you right now. Nothing's open. Okay. But, like, we need to have a discussion later. Continue. Hello, Sally, old girl, I said, expecting her to sit and lick my hand. Instead, she began to growl, her heckles standing razor sharp on her proud back. Without warning, she began to bark loudly, standing her ground. She was protecting her territory. I heard the front door open, and there she stood, Rebecca. Her red hair shone like burning copper in the sun. I remembered watching her brush it before bedtime in her peach-colored nightgown. I had bought it for her for her birthday. She was wearing a blue gingham dress that flowed around her as she moved. She would smell of jasmine as I got closer. I yearned for her, to hold her, to kiss her, to love her in the light of the moon. Her skin would glow and her lips would be warm as I kissed them. But right now, there was a double-barreled shotgun in her hand, both hammers drawn back. It was odd to see in her hands. She could shoot a duck or geese as well as any man, but her hands were so delicate to take a rifle. Oh, to take a life. I'm sorry, I completely misread that. That was my job, and, it had been, and I had done that until the moment of my head was destroyed. Sally, sit, Rebecca ordered. She did, but growled with tangible menace as she looked at me. It was morning. The sun was bright. Rebecca looked beautiful in the light. Darling, I'm here, I called to her. There was no response. It was as if I wasn't there. Then I felt a chill. She couldn't see me. I was dead. It was a moment of horror. I knew my body needed to breathe, but I wasn't. The familiar and always present beating of my heart was silent. It was terrifying, and I screamed. The sense of loss of my body, utterly mind-rending. Sally howled with a mournful wail. What do you see? Rebecca demanded of Sally. Sally sat back on her haunches and stared at me. Sally could see me, but my wife cannot, I realized. Who's there? Rebecca called out loudly, the muzzle of the shotgun, Rock steady in her hand as she looked for danger that had alerted the dog. Rebecca was a widow now, but she didn't know it. The only living being that could see me was a dog who saw me as a threat. I stepped back, and Sally seemed 
room to relax. Rebecca's green eyes took in our yard, the tree line 80 feet away, and she seemed satisfied. It was just an animal, silly dog, Rebecca told her, scratching her between the ears. Rebecca, I'm here, I cried out. There was no reply, no indication that she noticed anything out of the ordinary. Sally marched with her as, as Rebecca returned to the house. I knew dread and a total sense of loneliness as my wife walked away from me. I followed, calling her name until she walked into our home and closed the door. I found myself unable to follow. The white glow of the door was a barrier to me. I put my hand on the door knob, but it was unyielding, as I was unable to move it. Sally barked. I heard Rebecca walk and open the door, and I walked inside, stepping through her. I sensed her life form, warm, inviting, and compelling. I longed for her, to kiss her, to hold her. But we were both alone, and only one of us knew it. I could only watch as, weeks later, she received a letter informing her of my death. I put my hands on her shoulders as she wept. For the next week, she cried and screamed. She ate little, was polite to our neighbors as they visited, offering comfort. But to me, it seemed like she was shriveling away until finally the darkness in her heart took over. She walked to the barn, Sally faithfully at her side. I walked with her, calling her name, trying to touch her. She climbed the ladder with a bundle of rope in her left hand. Rebecca, don't do this, I ordered as she tied the noose and secured the other end of the rope to the rafter. I knew what she was going to do as she looked down at Sally. She whimpered pitilessly as Rebecca slipped the noose over her elegant neck. Time seemed to stand still as she leapt into the void. Tears ran down her cheeks as I watched the rope slowly go taut as her body fell. There was a sickening crack as the rope stopped my beautiful wife's fall. She hung eight feet off the floor. That was the moment of her death. Then I felt a hand on my shoulder. I turned. Saw Rebecca staring at me with a smile. We held each other, our lips meeting as eternity reached out to meet us, to hold us forever. Well, it's so romantic. It's a romanticized interpretation of being a ghost. Wow. Basically the plot of um, Romeo and Julieta. Wait, what? No. Basically, yes. Those were teenagers. That's why I said basically and not exactly. Hmm. Brandy, you got some real stories for us. Um, yeah, because I'm haunted. Um, so haunted. let's see here. I'm haunted. haunted. So when we were kids, we had three kids in a bedroom the size that like could fit one, barely. So we had bunk beds and then a futon on the floor. And I refused to sleep in that room because it's haunted and no one believed me. And then now that's the room my nephew sleeps in and he tells me the same thing. He's like, I don't want to sleep in there. There's something in there. And I'm like, dude, I know, but you got to sleep in there. And like, it's haunted and it's gross and it's creepy and no one still believes me. What's in there? I don't know. It just gives you a bad vibe. Like I've never seen anything. It's just like bad vibes. Hmm. It's not a good time. That. It was mildly anticlimactic. I wanted there I'm to sorry. be like a dark specter um, or something. In I there. mean, that's in my basement. There's an old man that I think died in my house. When my mom said he didn't die in my house, he definitely died in there. But there's like this crawl space under the stairs in my laundry room. Oh, gross. Mm-mm. Yeah. And that's I don't where do my crawl mom, spaces. Mm, same. But that's where my mom um, like stores all of the Christmas and like Easter decorations and so obviously we send the smallest person in the house to get the decorations out of the creepy gross crawl space. And it was always me. And I was like, no, there's a dead man in there. 
and it's gross and disgusting. And that's where like, so like the way the basement was set up, the stairs, and then my bed was right next to the stairs and the crawl space was like behind a wall. So like you had to go in a different room to go to the crawl space, but my bed like lined up perfectly with it. And there was always a creepy man standing at the other of my bed. What did he look like? Just like a black shadow man. Gross shadow and creepy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From the crawl space because he died in there even though my mom says he didn't. What makes you think he died in there? Um, it's like 9,000 degrees colder and creepy. Mm. And there's a dead man in there. Is it cold because there's a ghost in there? Yes. Because <laughs> it's right next to the furnace. Wow, okay. So that, that is So unusual. like it would have to be warm, but it's like next to the furnace and like it's the coldest spot in the house. And I'm like, I'm not going in there. And they're like, you're the one that can fit. And I'm like, I'm not going in there. <laughs> and I always end up going in there because I'm the only one that can fit. Wait, when's the last time you were in there? Last year for Christmas. No. Yes. You're still the smallest person in the house? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we can't trust my nephew to carry the glass ornaments. It's me. <laughs> I'm like 100 pounds. At least you're saving him from manual labor as a child. Child Listen. labor. <laughs> The second I trust him not to break it, he's taking over. <laughs> That's fair. Mm-hmm. Kev, have you ever seen any ghosts? Can't say that I have. What the fuck? Do you believe in ghosts? Yeah, I think they exist. So when I die, because I'm going to die before both of you, when I die, I'm coming back and haunting you. Both of us at the same time? Yeah, I'll figure it out. <laughs> but, like, mostly Kevin. Because <laughs> fuck you. Mostly Kevin. Isn't that against the rules of the union? What? The union. The ghosts have unions. They have to. They don't. There, there has to be a union. Why? You think all these ghosts are just floating around doing whatever the fuck they want? Hell no, there's got to be a union. Didn't you have another theory about ghosts? Aren't they like inherently... All ghosts are queer. Wait, why are all ghosts queer? Because they are. I don't make the rules. <laughs> Okay. So, like, when I die, I just become queer? No, you have to be queer to become a ghost. I don't make the rules. I don't. I just... (laughs) That makes me so sad. There's no such thing as a straight ghost. (laughs) No, they're all queer. I mean... I want to be a ghost. Listen, I don't make the rules. (laughs) You know, I really want to revisit the ghost thing again around Christmas because there's actually a very rich uh, oral history of ghost stories around Christmas. Like that used to be the thing is to gather around the fire in the dark of winter and tell ghost stories. Yeah, it's legit a thing. I mean, I've only seen like physically one apparition in my life. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I guess I am the haunted bitch in this group. I mean, like, I saw the shadow people when I was little, and then I did see an apparition, but that was right before I closed myself off for a while. I had this boyfriend in high school. It was my first boyfriend. It was my V-card. And we used to go four-wheeling in these trails behind his house. And there was this really, really old, like, one-room cabin bullshit house in the middle of all these trees. And I actually, like, was obsessed with it because I thought something was up with it. And he goes, oh, that's just blah, blah, blah. And I was like, pull the quad over. 
So, of course, I go climbing in the rafters and I find this like newspaper from the 40s and shit. And ever since I was in that house, um, anytime we went past it, I saw a middle-aged gentleman with the, uh, the mustache staring out the windows at me. Freaked me the fuck out. No idea who he was. None at all. But it's the only one I've seen in a long, long time. Hmm. When I went ghost hunting in Hillview Manor, um, mm-hmm. I knew I do know a child grabbed me by the wrist and told me not to leave. That freaked me out too. And that was more recently. Didn't Mm-mm. didn't see it, but I heard it and I felt it. That's gross. I, yeah, I had like a red mark on my wrist from it grabbing me. Scared the shit out of me. I spent the and this was in like one of the main lobbies. Mm-hmm. I didn't go back in for the rest of the night. What are we yeah. gonna do when we take you ghost hunting, Brandy? I'm gonna shit myself. Oh, I got a good story for you, though. I looked up a ghost story. <laughs> I got a good one. Okay. Hey, Kev, why don't you read our other listener tale before I tell my long-ass story? Now, why don't you tell your long-ass story, and then we'll get into this. Okay. All right, fair. Okay. So this story... Brandy, Brandy you have to have your camera on. I, hold on. I'm texting someone. Oh, Okay. <laughs> All right, so this story. Her of a butthole. <laughs> She's <laughs> figuring it out. Want pictures of my butthole? <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're our OnlyFans. We're gonna do it someday, guys. I'm I'm serious. Okay, so this was more what I had in mind when we were telling ghost stories. So I looked up a ghost story, and this one's from 2003, and it's literally what? What? a Halloween ghost story. What? Hello. Hi. Brandy? Hello? Hello. Guys, guys, I'm not okay with this. What's for? I, d- I only told what... This episode you- is going to have to stop. No. <laughs> Turn mm. your camera on. Stop guys, texting. Guys, my video, it says it. I'm not, not texting anymore, and my camera says it's on, but it's not. And you keep glitching, and I'm not okay with this. I only got to 2003. Steph? What? We're going to tell the story. No. I No. Yes. I can't. No, I need you to listen to what just happened to me, and I can't. Okay, hold on. I can't help that you have phone difficulties. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. (laughs) Am I back? Yes. No, 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 no. This is not phone difficulties. Yes, it is. It's fine. All I said was 2003. I can't can't Um, instigate the bitch named Stacy by saying 2003. Uh, Literally, my phone stopped. I heard nothing in my headphones. And then I heard like a... (laughs) And then you started talking again, and I'm not okay with this. This is fine. She's fine. I am haunted. Kevin, I'm scared. Kevin, back me up on this. I need to tell her the story. Kevin, I'm so scared. (laughs) Okay, fine, go. Oh my god, I'm my blankie. It's fine. Okay, literally from Halloween 2003. Okay, our tale starts out on October 17th. So there's this lady named Stacy. Oh, names have been changed to protect those who are in the story, by the way. Okay, so this lady named Stacy was a newly single mom. Okay. Stacy's mom has got it going on. Exactly. So she won sole custody of her son, Jason, in this really messy divorce. 
And because the divorce was so messy, they were broke as shit. They were about ready to like, I don't know, like sheer desperation. Somewhere out of left field, she lands a teaching job with free faculty housing. And what was great is she was going to be right next to her sister. So there were so many wins happening, right? Like my luck's finally turning around. Good things are happening. Yes. Move-in day. All right. So Mm -hmm. Stacy is unpacking and her sister, Diana, shows up to help with the move. So she's trying to make it uh, make it more fun for Jason because he's clearly upset. He's a small child. I want to say like he's in kindergarten, if I remember the story correctly. So she decides that she's going to make a game out of helping Jason find his new bedroom. Okay, because this is going to be fun. So they go room to room. And they start opening cabinets and exploring the rooms like, oh, look at this great bathroom. You're going to have great tubby time. Well, all of a sudden, Jason walks off and he opens up a utility closet, which has nothing to do with anything. And inside, he finds one of these old baby dolls with a voice box in it. No. Yeah. No. Yes. No. Yep. And it's so old that this box like gurgles. The yep, baby banter. It does. Yeah, it doesn't. It's not Why clear. Would it not. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's fucking ancient, so the sound box is not going to be great. Ugh. And Jason becomes obsessed with this doll. Of course he does. And refuses to put the baby doll down. Of course. Why would he do something smart and put it down and not <laughs> become possessed? Why would we not do this? <laughs> Kev, do you think baby dolls are creepy? Some. Kev, do you, you think babies are creepy? I think they're mostly ugly. <laughs> we should go to that island with all the baby dolls. No. On it. Yes. We should I burn the island down. I just want to take Brandy and watch her freak the fuck out. I I hate their eyes. Why? Why are they so creepy? You saw the dolls in my room. You were fine. I hate them. Uh-uh. Bus Buddy has a doll that she purposely shipped in from London that's haunted. We can't be friends. (laughs) You're just asking for demons. I'm not ready for that. Well, let me tell you what happens with this baby doll. Okay. So Stacy is trying to be a good mom, but she's stressed out. She's got a new job. She's trying to get this house unpacked, get everything going. And when you're that busy and you're preoccupied, like little details slip through the cracks when you're going through it. Mm -hmm. So it took her like a hot second. But by the next day, she decides she's going to start unpacking uh, Jason's clothes. So she tries to open the closet in his bedroom to put them away. This motherfucker will not open. It's not budging. So she calls her sister over to help her open it because they think like two people, right, should be able to get this motherfucking cabinet open. And they can't figure out if it's like painted shut or nailed shut, but they can't get it open. So they turn around and they are fighting over which tool they're going to need to open this door. When they turn. Always a hammer. Always leave the door closed and move the fuck out. Wouldn't like a crowbar, though, be more... Always use a hammer. Just like bust through the door? Just a hammer. Just a hammer. Okay. Well, when they turn back around with said tool, let's say a hammer, 
Motherfucking door's open. Move. <laughs> Bye. I'm also, a fan of, nice I'm also a fan of a good low-grade explosive to get things open. There you go. Get some... What are those things called? Those little crackery firecrackers? Does that work? Also dry ice and also dry ice, hot water in a bottle or that you like a soda bottle works great. Mm-hmm. Wait, how does that work? Well, it creates the it creates pressure inside the bottle and the bottle explodes. Oh, oh! It's a felony to do this in Pennsylvania. I don't recommend it. I don't think they were in Pennsylvania. I'm just saying for okay. our listeners, <laughs> don't do probably start PSA. Don't do it. Don't do the thing. You can do it, but it is illegal in Pennsylvania. So you know, <laughs> your own. You know, dry ice at your own risk. We are not advocating this. We are not advocating this. <laughs> make de- make good decisions, people. All right. So this door is open. So Stacy's like, "What the fuck?" So she looks in the closet, and there's Jason playing with the baby doll. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "How did you get the door open? Like, what is this witchery?" And neither one can figure out how he got in the closet and why it wouldn't open. But they just kind of like, oh, air pressure. I don't know. They just kind of rolled it off. So October 19th rolls around, and the mom said, Stacy, she was doing dishes, and then she realizes she hasn't heard Jason say anything in a while. Now, as a mom, if something is quiet, that means something's up. Okay, kids aren't quiet without some shenanigans going on. I promise you that. I like a good shenanigan. Yeah, me too. So she looks under the bed. She's peeking around the room. She can't find it. Find him. And then it dawns on her. She hears Jason in the closet. And she swears she heard two distinct different voices. So she probably did. Well, fucking baby doll. She opens it up. And there's Jason again with the baby doll. But Jason's just like, cool, I'm going to chill in this closet. Go back to your dishes. So she thinks, okay, maybe it was the doll's voice box or something. She lets it go. But it it was a distinct voice, not the gurgly voice box. But, you know, her mom's a hardcore skeptic. or Jason's mom's a pretty hardcore skeptic at this point. So... The next day, she's like, she's starting to feel uneasy, like she's being watched somehow. And she's cleaning up after dinner while Jason is coloring in his room. So she peeks in on him, tries to see like, hey, what's up, Jason? How you doing? And she's looking at this art and she realizes it doesn't look like the same art that Jason makes in kindergarten and school. And as she's flipping through the pages, there's partial partial images of, like, a face, a severed hand, a foot in chains. Like, it didn't make sense because that's not something he's exposed to. So for some unknown reason, she stashes them for later, and nothing else happens for, like, a week. So Saturday rolls around, and Diana comes to babysit Jason. They don't say where Stacy's going. I don't know why, but whatever. She's there. And she's got all this fun things planned to do with Jason. But Jason's not having any of this shit. He grabs the doll and hides in the closet. Winds up deciding he's going to sleep in said closet. 
Now, this voice box on this doll is driving Diana nuts. Okay, absolutely insane. So she goes, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna rip the motherfucking batteries out of this thing. So she crack, she cracks the closet. She sneaks the baby doll off, and she thinks simple enough. She opens up the padding in the back Me. and tries to take out the batteries. She is horrified because there are no batteries in this doll. No batteries. I could have told you that. Kev, pausing for stoicness. Do you do you have like a plausible reason why this doll would speak without batteries? Demons. There you go. Okay. I'm not saying it was aliens. I'm saying it was demons. No, I love that. It was aliens. That's why the doll could speak. I love that. This doll is possessed and it needs to be burned. Oh, hold on. So... Diana is starting to be on the same page as you. She's like, this doll has something to do with the freaky ass shit that's going on in this house. Stacy is not convinced. She thinks that the doll has batteries hidden somewhere in there. Diana is an artistic type. She has a wild imagination. There has to be a logical explanation. But I don't think Stacy opened up that motherfucking doll to see for herself. So Jason will only sleep in this closet from this point on. And Stacey's like, okay, this can't hurt him. It's not dangerous. It's just a closet. Sleeping on the floor. What's going to happen to him? Well, one morning, she's doing chores. And out of nowhere, she gets this drop feeling in her stomach. And she's like, oh, shit. I got to go check on Jason. So she cracks open the closet. And he's in there. And his hands are drenched in blood. Just blood. And... He was just chilling in the closet like nothing was wrong. So she runs to the bathroom. She's freaking out. She's trying to wash his hands, clean them up. And then she realizes that there's no wound on his hand. So she checks him over top to bottom. And there is not a wound on his entire body. It's not like he had a nosebleed. He wasn't scratched anywhere. He didn't step on a nail. He didn't have a splinter. Nothing. There is no explanation for where this blood came from. Just on his hands. So the evening of the 27th, she's getting like haunted with images of this blood and shit. Like she didn't dip out. She's like, oh, maybe it was a nosebleed or something. Like she's still trying to convince herself that nothing's wrong. But she, every time she closes her eyes when she goes to sleep, she just keeps seeing the blood on her son's hands. Like it's really not sitting right with her. So she's tossing and turning in her bed and she hears Jason calling for her. She's like, okay. So she opens her eyes and she sees the child at the foot of her bed. But then all of a sudden she hears Jason's voice and she realizes he's screaming, you know, I want water, mommy, mommy, mommy from his bedroom. Yep. Of course he is because that doll was haunted and now they let it out. (laughs) But when she looks back at the foot of her bed, there's no kid there. Of course not. No. She thinks she's just, well, she thinks she's having a dream. No. So she woke up from a dream and it's just the stress getting to her at this point. No. You're haunted. Your life is over. Could be aliens. Your your life is over. (laughs) It's a demon. Okay. aliens. Hang in there. So Diana decides she's going to stay a few nights. 
she's going to stay a few nights at Stacy's to help out, okay? And she knew that doll was fucked up or evil or some shit. So during the night, she sneaks into Jason's room while he's sleeping, grabs the doll, takes it outside, lights that bitch on fire. Yes. She's so satisfied. Then the aliens came down and stopped it. I would have drenched it in holy water, but like, same thing. It's fine. She used lighter fluid. Lighter fluid, holy water. It's fine. Same basic thing. Yeah, you know. Well, Jason's really fucking upset. So he refuses to talk to his aunt at this point. Just no words. Completely. It's worth it. Yeah, says nothing for a while. Aliens. Totally worth it. Well, you know what was awesome is ever since Diana burnt the doll, nothing really happens in the house for like two weeks. Of course. Yeah. So Jason and Stacy feel like they're finally settling into the house. Saturday morning, though, Jason was at his aunt's. For some reason, Stacy sent him to spend the night, even though he was not happy with his aunt. I guess she needed like mommy time. Okay. So she's alone in this house. And she wants some juice. She's thirsty, okay? So she opens up the fridge. I would have went for the wine, but she opens up the fridge. Well, juice is a form of wine. It's just not fermented. Fair. We could have mimosas. Ooh. I like a good mimosa. I love mimosas, man. That's the only way to have orange juice in the morning. (laughs) I'm so in. We need a proper day drink day with mimosas. I don't know if that's a good idea. Well, not now. Down the road. We'll see. Okay. So she goes to get her gin and her juice out of the fridge. And she closes the door. And she closes it a little too hard. So all of the alphabet magnets that are on her fridge, because every family had those, hit the floor. She cleans them up. And then she goes to put them back on the fridge. There's a message. Of course there is. You want to take a stab? I'll kill you? No. (laughs) That was my stab. It says, don't leave me alone. Okay. So she's freaking out now. She cannot believe what she's saying. Her motherfucking fridge says, don't leave me alone. Perfectly. I mean, it's the fridge. I wouldn't want to leave it alone either. That's where the food is. So she decides that we're still going to stay in the house because why not? So a couple nights well, how later. How else are the aliens going to find you? Right? Oh, they could put tracking mechanisms in, don't they? Like in your teeth to pick up like radio signals and track you and shit. No, that's the government so that the birds can find you because birds aren't real. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Diana comes over. Okay, after the fridge incident, and they decide that they have to keep this closet closed at this point. So Diana grabs her power tool and puts about 10 screws into the closet. So nobody was getting in that closet again. Fuck that closet. 10 every couple inches. Like it was, it was solid. So a couple of nights later, she wakes up. And then she's like, okay, I'm going to go check on the kid. And the kid was asleep in the bed, but his closet was wide the fuck open. 
and there were screws arranged on the floor like the spokes of a wheel. I can't tell the rest of the story until Brandy has Tiff's Tiff go away because this is where it gets good. Sound Maiden, just take out a couple minutes right about here or put in the elevator music. It's okay. They're leaving. I wanted the elevator music. There you go. It's done. That's Batman music. That's what it sounded like. I don't know what Batman music is. You're welcome. Wait, what? Why do we keep judging me? Why can't we just accept that I'm trash? Oh my God. Did you not enjoy the TikTok that I sent you about the trash guys being my ride? (sighs) I'm trash. Okay. I'm going to be honest with you. I've never watched any TikTok you've ever sent me. Kevin, it was literally <laughs> this girl. And she goes, oh, fuck. I got to go, guys. The trash guys are here. That's my ride. Witches, I am in love with this family-run business, Mystical Existence, the bath products that turn your ordinary self-care ritual into a celestial experience. As a witch, my bathing habits are sacred, so I was overjoyed to find products that not only smell amazing, but don't irritate my sensitive skin. My favorite scent is Scorpio which was designed with Maggie's daughter and the perfume her mother used to wear at heart. All soaps, lotions, and bath bombs are handmade with supplies that are purchased from ethical and responsible manufacturers. A portion of the products are vegan for all you animal lovers out there. As the wheel of the year turns, new products are designed to match the seasons. Currently only available In the United States, you can find Mystical Existence on Facebook, Instagram, or at their website, mysticalexistence.com. For 15% off, use our promo code MACABRE. That's M-A-C-A-B-R-E. My TikToks Ready, are so good. Okay. I, I need Okay. I'm not so ready. the closet's wide open and the screws are on the floor and a perfect spokes of a wheel. Of course they are. Then she sees something like ink dripping down the top of the wall in the closet. And she realizes it's coming from two perfect si- like child-sized handprints. Like we know that's not the- ink, right? It's ink. Okay. It's, okay. Sure it is. It's ink. Yeah. So she is it sees red? it. It's ink. It's dark. Okay. So it's she sees it dripping down the wall, and it looks like two child-sized handprints. The window to the wall. To the footprints down my balls. Anyway, she realizes that the point where these handprints are on the wall are too high for Jason to physically reach on his own. And then she notices that there's a spot on the wallpaper that's starting to peel back. So she goes, fuck it. So she starts ripping off this wallpaper. Underneath, she sees child's drawings 
and they look really fucking familiar. So she grabs Jason's weird partial drawings and they line up perfectly. They fucking match. It's a child that is sad and crying and he's chained by his foot. Okay. And somehow Jason saw this without the, with the wallpaper being in the way and copied it. So she lined up all the images like a puzzle and they were both a perfect match for each other. So she goes, fuck this shit. So she grabs the child out of the bed in a blanket and makes a beeline for the door. By the time she reaches the living room, she sees Jason standing in front of her. Mommy, where are you going? What's wrong? Oh, shit. She's holding a child in her arms in the blanket. She can feel the weight of the child, but it feels cold. So she goes, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I got to see what I'm holding. I got to see what I'm holding. So she turns her back to the mirror and looks And there is just smoke where a face should be. So she drops that blanket, grabs Jason, and books it to her sister's one-bedroom apartment. Okay? She moves in, and they sleep in the same bed for a month. Okay? Now, Diana is a smart bitch. While this is all going on, she's trying to figure out what the fuck is going on with this house. Stacy was being uh, trying to be logical, stay in the house, blah, blah, blah. But there's evil fuckery afoot. So she turns the internet and it takes her hours and hours and hours of researching through property logs and newspapers where she finds the horror story about the previous occupants. Oh, no. I hope you don't cry. I'm not ready for this. Okay. I, I hope ready. you cry. Okay. Listen, I need a good cry. Make me cry. So the original occupants of the house, there was a mother who chained her seven-year-old foster child in front of the, in the closet for months. By the time the police had found him, he was dead. So Stacy realizes that that ghost, that child, even though had died, was still trapped in that closet. And I, I looked this up to see if I could find this specific case. There are so many cases of a mother or a foster mother strapping their kid in the closet and leaving them to die. Isn't the foster system so perfect? We should just dump all the unwanted kids in there. One was a no one will ever needs. have any mental problems. Special needs. They're all special needs. You get extra money for that. Mm. Oh, my God. I couldn't find this one case, but it's very believable. There's so many stories of this happening. Mm-hmm. Now, Stacy is freaked the fuck out. Like, she's changed for the rest of her life because of this. But somehow she convinces her sister, Diana, to go back to the house and try to sage it. They don't know if they cleansed it, but they felt really bad that that little boy was still trapped inside that closet. So they were trying to hopefully release him, but they don't know if they did or not. I hate dolls. (laughs) This time it was a child. It wasn't a demon. I don't care. So wait, is that your story? That's the story. 
Okay, so I have something that goes along with okay. that. Are you ready for my own childhood trauma? Okay, so we had this frog, and I think it was like a leapfrog, and it taught you your ABCs. <gasps> no, we still have that one in Austin plays with it, and it fucking scares me. Never mind, different bear. This one was a teddy bear, and you would... Yeah, you leave teddy bears out of this. Teddy bears were amazing. It was a teddy bear with a voice box. Listen to my story. So, Like Teddy Roxman? No, because I was too young for that. Like, I'm too young to have oh, that. You are yeah. fuck. It was, like, another, like, leapfrog, but it was a teddy bear version. And, like, it had its ABCs on its stomach. So, middle of the night, constantly, it would go off. And so, eventually, I was like, okay, we're just taking the batteries out. It's fine. And it would still go off. And then my brother ripped the wiring out. And it still went off. And then we threw it away. And I can't deal with it. No, like my nephew loves that little fucking leapfrog that play, like plays the ABCs and everything, and I hate it. it sounds like every like, Furby ever. <laughs> like he's like, can I play with my leapfrog? And I'm like, no, you can't. It's dead. Well, that's a little. So hard. now, anytime one of his no, anytime one of his toys doesn't work, he goes, oh no, Auntie, it's dead. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like you're right, it's dead. We need to bury it. Let's go. I need a scientist. I need to know how a toy can talk with no batteries. Demons. <laughs> or aliens. <laughs> My house is haunted. I'm a haunted bitch. They find me. Demons. Or you're me out here. <laughs> aliens. <laughs> so wait, listen. We've turned so, in finally, so much into an alien podcast at this point. Wait, I have more stories for you. Are you ready? Okay. okay. So, like, I'm a firm believer that, like, when you... In aliens? Yes, that too. But when you die, like, let's say I'm in love with Steph and I die before Steph. I'm coming back for you as a ghost and we're going to go to heaven together or hell or wherever the fuck we're going together you're coming back for me i'll come back for you not you kevin (laughs) well good i don't want you anyway i'm just gonna haunt you (laughs) see what we see what we all need to do is become jewish because there is no jewish hell i listen but how am i gonna drive the bus to hell if we don't go to hell i mean you know okay anyway so listen so i'm a firm believer that like like that's a place okay great so we come back for the people that we love it's actually a bar in Las Vegas. Listen to my motherfucking <laughs> story. God damn. Fuck <laughs> <I> hate you. <laughs> no, you don't. Don't hate me. <laughs> hate me. Okay, so listen. When my brother was dying of cancer the last two days, you played that the he was able to card. talk. He, I did. Listen, ha! Huh, you have to listen to me now bitch so (laughs) the last two days that he was able to talk he would sit there and point to the corner of the room and say hey why is that man there with a knife and i was like there's no man there he goes well yeah pap-pap's in that corner and then there's a man and a knife in that corner and i'm like it's just me and you in this room he goes no pap-pap's over there and i'm like um he's been dead for 10 years so like no he's not you good bro like what the fuck like when you're about to die you see shit yeah so why would you deny that uh, because 
One, I was in denial that he was dying. Two, I'm in denial. There's no one else in this room. I have to sleep here. Don't tell me there's a man with a knife in the corner. I have to to sleep here. Protect you. It's fine. (laughs) Or, or (laughs) they were both there to kill me. Or they were both aliens. (laughs) (laughs) So wait, listen. Back to my grandfather. So when he died, was he an alien? Probably. So when he died, um, he died of lung cancer at home. And oh, that's going to be me. My grandma. Oh, bitch. I will murder you first. I still smoke. So. You don't get these I know. sweet, dark, docet tones without tobacco. Okay. Listen. So. Or. Italians. <laughs> so. Still waiting for a tentacle reference. Is that bad? I feel like yes. this is Twitch and I need a tentacle reference. I'm going to punch you in the face. I actually saw somebody make a DIY tentacle dildo. Send me that, please. I walked into the <laughs> void, but it, 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 it was on something. It was on some social media. I was scrolling through like, oh, Steph would like that. Where'd it go? <laughs> go ahead, Brandy. Sorry about the tentacle board. <laughs> Can I tell you my stories now? <laughs> I'm not, okay, great. Can you work a tentacle yeah, in there somehow? I can't. It's about my dead grandfather. That's fucking creepy. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, we're going now. I'm driving the bus. Hop on. So, anyway, he died. And then, like, so in my grandparents' house, it was a duplex, but they were, like, on top of each other. And, like, creep me the fuck out. We still can't deal with that house. But... The way the back bedrooms were set up, like you walked in through the living room and then you walked to the dining room and then there was like a little hallway with a bathroom and two bedrooms. And like the back bedroom where we would all play as kids is where he died. But like even before he died there, it was creepy and I wouldn't go in there alone. They're like, oh, just turn the light on. And I was like, I'm not going in there in the dark. Get the fuck out. So week after his funeral, I stayed at my grandma's house for a week because it was um, winter break. And every night, I would feel, because I obviously had to sleep in the bed that he died in, because where else would my grandmother have me sleep? Not in her bed. Never. So every night, there was, like, you could feel someone sitting down on the edge of the bed. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm just going to go, like, die now. You're, like, an accidental sensitive. Like, you were still in denial. I know. Even though you're a haunted-ass bitch. Yeah, it's scary. Too late. Too bad. You're sensitive. I just get I over know. it. But then, so, um, my dad just recently told me, like, my dad does not believe in ghosts at all. Ghosts aren't real, and nothing scary ever happens in the world. But um, so you know, also isn't real. Aliens, birds. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> So he was laying in bed the one night and the way our house is set up, it's a branch. So like everything's one floor and you can see it like Hidden Valley. It's exactly like Hidden Valley, except not fun. I bet the ranch dressing or, or yummy ranch dressing is fun and yummy. We can't be. Friends. Okay. That's no, I'm that fine. white girl that puts ranch on everything. Everything. Of course. Everything. Okay, so listen. Pizza, pierogies, like all of it. Everything. So he was laying in bed one night, and you can see straight out into our kitchen. 
and there was a man on fire in our kitchen. You told this story. And you know what this motherfucker did? Yeah. But he like rode over and he was fine with it. And I was like, uh, what? told this story. I know. That's my, one of my favorite stories. But then when um, his mom died in February, um, so she died at my aunt's house, but like he woke up and all the heat was on in the house and it was really, really hot. But all of a sudden it got ice cold in his room. And he smelled his dad's cologne, and his dad died the year I was born. So his dad has been dead for 25 years. Smelled his dad's cologne and then heard his mom say goodbye, and then the phone rang, and it was uh, my aunt telling him that she died. Ghosts are real. <laughs> and my house is haunted. Birds are still not real. Birds work for the government. They do work for the government. So it's standard to have different kinds of hauntings and there can be like olfactory hauntings that are grouped with um, uh, non-sentient hauntings because there's a couple different like kinds of hauntings. So there's like an intelligent haunting where said thing can communicate with you, interact with you, scare the shit out of you on purpose. (gasps) And then there's other kinds of hauntings that are just like a replay of everyday life for that person. Cause they don't know that they're dead or whatever. And they don't know that you're there. So it's like replaying a movie mm-hmm. in the same space. And that's where you get things like um, smells or just a little kid bouncing a ball down the thing. Like it doesn't know you're there. It just boom, 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 boom. So like, you know. I also think that dreams have ghosts in them. They do. That's when you're most open to receive yeah. information because the yeah. veil is thin for you when you're sleeping. So it's very, I believe this. I've said this before because we've said this before, but I believe that when you dream of a, of a person who has passed, you're actually seeing them. Mm-hmm. Like they're reaching out to you. There's something important there. You're not just dreaming about a dead person idly. Right. Those are all my ghost stories right now. I can't think of any other ones that are like scary enough to tell you. That's fair. Are you playing with a a skeleton pen in your hair? Yeah. Is that your, is that your dingle hopper? It's my dingle hopper. (laughs) Kev, don't we have another ghost story from one of our, uh, or from my house, from house. We do have another story, but I was reading about the truth, the truth that birds aren't real. On birdsaren'treal.com. The birds are not real. I know. I know. They're they're actually like cameras for the government to spy on people. Yeah. All right. We'll do a twitch on that. How about that? Why do you think that during the pandemic we didn't see birds? I saw birds. Also during the government shutdown. That's what I mean. Guys, you're insane. (laughs) Save it for Twitch. Okay. I will do an entire Twitch. I'm getting so tired. Tell me this story so I can go to bed. Next Twitch. Birds aren't real. Birds. Birds aren't real. Birds okay. are not real. They're, okay, go ahead. They spy on they spy on you for the government and they no, plant crack Tara's on people story, when they get arrested. Please. Read Tara's story. I like her, but I like her sister better. She's in your house. Let's fight. She's in your house, Rod! <laughs> <laughs> Don't look behind you, Brandy. There's nothing behind me. Text is coming from inside the house. I will murder all of you. I'm done. Like, I will hang up on you so fast. Goodbye. Bye. (laughs) Brandy's like done. Creepy dolls and somebody standing behind me in my house. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my god. Okay, go ahead. Continue. Read, read the story, story or I'm gonna die. Oh, which case? Okay, I'm dead. Kevin! <laughs> read the story! I want to see if she was gonna die. She's on mute now. She's podcast dead. I mean, if you want me dead, Sorry, it's fine. I don't. I want to hear Got the story. You. All right. So the email starts from our lovely friend, Tara, who Brandy doesn't like as much as her sister. Uh-oh. So that's a shame. <laughs> Playing favorites. All parents have favorites. And if your parents oh. didn't tell you that you were the favorite, it's because you weren't. I was the favorite because I was the only kid. Oh, no. So they hated you and loved you. <laughs> yes. It, they took turns, actually. All <laughs> Depending on what I had done, I belonged to one parent or the other. I, I know that one. I'll call Joe, and I'm like, your daughter. No, my my dad constantly goes to my mom. He goes, what did your daughter do? And she goes, I don't know. What fucking one? <laughs> like, what, what are you talking about? And it's always my sister, because I'm an angel. Great. All right. Let's hear Tara's story. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. Hi. I don't know if, if I'm too late in submitting this, or even if it counts the ghost story, but here it goes. I thought about maybe looking up one on the internet was cheating, but I don't have many supernatural experiences besides this one and one other. Let me scroll a little bit so I can get most of it on my screen. It was early evening one summer day in Paris. My sister, dad, and I were going to meet up with a group of people for the Dark Side of Paris tour. Needed to meet the group on a bridge called Pont Neuf. Sorry, I'm very wet. (laughs) Next to the statue of Henry IV. Anyway, I got to the bridge early and was able to enjoy the scenery before it got too dark and the guided tour started. To set the scene, we were on one end of this gorgeous stone bridge overlooking the... Sign? Sign? Sign. Sign? Thanks. I need to learn how to speak French, apparently. Actually, she sent me corrections on my French pronunciations on the uh, the Patreon. I put it up on the Patreon. She's... Sounds amazing. It's the first time I heard her voice and it was speaking French, correcting my pronunciations. So they were on a stone bridge overlooking the river, looking out at the Persians walking their dogs, catching up with friends, buying food from street vendors along the river as the sun was setting. Overall, it was a really picturesque moment. So here I was leaning against the edge of this bridge, watching watching two dogs along the river meet for the first time. And I was really, really happy because dogs... Heck yeah, Tara. I have a soft spot for dogs. But as the light switch went off, I was filled with dread and sadness. Brandy, stop texting. Make me. No. (laughs) Care. You do you. Okay. So, anyway. I'm not sending butthole pics. It's fine. Why not? Because you don't need to know. You you interrupted Tara's lovely story to talk about your butt. Yeah, she's my favorite child, so stop it. Fine. Everything's fine. Hey, there's Brandy. I need you to know that all of my audio has been fucking up, and I'm terrified to go to sleep. So I don't care. <laughs> I'm terrified. I hope we get another EVP on this. I hope I die. I just remind people we have EVPs from Brandy's mic on Patreon. Of course we do. We do. Go ahead, Kev. So as these- who else would they come from? Brandy, shut the fuck up. I want to hear Tara's story. I will turn this story around <laughs> and go back home. <laughs> This is one of our least professional episodes ever. (laughs) So the two dogs met. (laughs) But 
As they were meeting, it was as if a light switch hit went off and she was filled with dread and sadness. The scene changed to one of a bittery, cold, dark night. I didn't look down at myself, but I felt as if I was covered in grime and was freezing. In her mind, she pictured herself or whoever's eyes she was looking through, turned my head abruptly to see a dirty and strangely old man run at me with a jagged dagger. <laughs> he was fast for someone looking so frail, and before she could react, he plunged his knife into, the, into her back and shoved her body over the side of the bridge and into the river. Mm-hmm. Just as suddenly as his vision started, it ended, and she was back to watching the two dogs sniff each other down by the river. What was that? It felt like it lasted like 60 seconds, and yet it seemed like no time at all, at all had passed in reality. She shook it off. Her imagination always runs wild, especially in places where, I've never, where she's never been. So it must have been that, right? I mean, I had felt the rough dagger plunge into my back, and I saw myself looking back up at the bridge where I'd just been standing moments before, but, you know, it, it couldn't have been real. Right? No, it, it could have. That sounds like it incredible. was definitely real intuition. That has you to just be. got stabbed or or aliens. Bird. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. So hold on. There's still more to the story, but continue. Are birds real in other countries? Brandy. Birds aren't real. It's all a plot by the U.S. government to export. It, to export CCTV cameras okay. all around the globe. Why do you think birds migrate? No, I think um, Tara has a gift. Can you please finish the Tara story? Tara definitely has a gift. Okay. Because that's how it works. The reason, bird, the reason birds migrate, actually, is Kevin. so that they can all get their batteries replaced. Shut up and let me talk. They can all get their batteries replaced, and nobody's the wiser, because they're gone for six months out of the year, so nobody thinks about it. But really, there's a giant assembly line where the birds go to to have all their stuff replaced. Birds now have 4K cameras. Kevin. Don't let anybody tell Kevin, you Kevin, I'm done with you, Kevin. We're done. Continue the motherfucking story, or I'm going to punch you in the dick, okay? That's it. Hey, don't threaten me with a good time. Look, I'm not here to kink shame, but I <laughs> can you please finish the goddamn story? I am so tired. I have cramps. Oh my god, guys! <laughs> I just okay. Go story. Go. Kevin, uh, go. We really need to have pre-show banter so this shit doesn't happen. I keep forgetting. This is the good times. I don't know what you're talking about. So Tara has a gift. Yes. And at this point, it was time to walk across the bridge and meet up with the rest of the group. And they did just that. They met our tour guide. They met their tour guide, who was really nice. And I, she could already tell that she would be riveted by his stories all night. And lo and behold, the very first story about King Henry IV was fascinating. After the story, they started to walk back across the same bridge towards where her and her family had been people watching the short time before. As they walked across the bridge, the guide started to tell another story asking, do you know why CPR dummies look the way they do? Apparently the face of the dummy is just a generic face. It's based off a death. It's I'm sorry. It isn't just a generic face. It's based off the death cast mask of an unidentified girl from the late 1800s that was found dead in the river. She was dubbed. I am not even trying to pronounce this. Uh, the translation is the unknown of the river, which is, Sing, sign, sing, correct me, get some points. <laughs> it was so beautiful that her face became a fixture of Persian 
of Parisian society and has been reinforced many in many pieces of art and literature throughout history until finally became the, the first face of the CPR doll. I've heard that. That's true. That story, was, that story was super interesting, but what caused the chill to pass through my body was his... I mean, listen, English only in emails from now on. Okay, new rule. No, no, Tara speaks French beautifully. Maybe. Well, she, she needs to teach me because I'm planning to go to France. Are you really? I am. Oh, good. We got you a tutor then. I want to go to yes. France. I want to go to Italy. Never mind. I want to hear the end of the goddamn story. Shut the fuck up. It's like three lines. It's like three more lines. Yeah, but this is the best part. What sent the chill through me was. I'm working on that. If you two would shut the okay, fuck up. Thank you, Brandy. Finally. So what sent the chill through her body was the last statement. You might think finding bodies in the river was a rare occurrence, but in 19th century, it was extremely common to find dead bodies in the river, especially bodies that had been stabbed in the back and pushed into it. No shit. Fiend. So it sounds like she didn't know that walking in because that was part of the tour. It does seem that way. That's, that's pretty cool. I like that. You know what happened to me today? You got an accidental text from Brandy about her bunk? No, no. I, oh, that was just me. Guys, I was at Sheets. I don't text you about my butthole. <laughs> Fuck you. Only when you're drunk. So I was at Sheets. To- and that just goes to the group, not me personally. <laughs> it is the group chat. If I'm going to show anyone my butthole, everyone's going to see it. Guys. I was yes. at Sheets today and somebody, you know how the the advertisement on my car for the podcast, like it's the macabre mobile at this point, mm-hmm. I should probably put a picture up on Instagram, but I was talking to a woman cause she saw my car. Um, I don't know if I can use her name, so I'm not going to, but she sent me this really cool thing while I was standing there talking to her. And there was black charcoal on her wall in a weird ass pattern out of nowhere. And I don't want to talk about the whole story because I'm hoping she'll actually email it to us. (laughs) Maybe not after she heard this episode, but there's a really great story to go with this. And I had this conversation on my lunch at Sheets and I was like super geeked, super geeked. Like people walk up and now tell me ghost stories and it's fucking awesome. People don't talk to me. Maybe it's my resting bitch face. I was just going to say. I don't care. Um, I think this might be a good opportunity for a weird but true. Oh, I don't have one of those prepared yet. Kevin! What the fuck, Kevin? I have several saved. You just have to give me a second to find Okay, them. that's fair. He was, he was oh. overly prepared. I got okay. one. So most of us are probably familiar with the serial Fruit Loops. Yeah. So they have been sued several times because the cereal contains no actual fruit. But the judge, one of the judges threw out the lawsuit and saying nobody could possibly expect this to contain fruit because the way they spell fruit with two O's isn't a word. Yes. I love that. (laughs) That's solid. I mean, it's solid logic. Oh, I have a question for you. Okay. Now that we're talking about cereal, um, tricks. They are just for kids. When did it stop being fun shaped? 
Wait, what? When did it stop being fun shaped? Kicks have always been I don't know circles. Needed. No, tricks. Oh, with oh, the oh, rabbit, with the little berry shaped. Yeah, they're not anymore. Now they're all just circles. Now they're like it's kicks. Easier. But when did they stop being? I don't know. When's the last time you bought tricks? Um, I don't know because I only remember eating them as a child. Well, there and you they go. It's for kids. Maybe it's because we're adults and all we see is the circles. I am kids, not a grown up. <laughs> if you're a kid, you see the fruit. Don't you fucking put that on me. I'm oh not a grown <laughs> I've just discovered a wormhole. not a grown up. <laughs> no, seriously. I think you have to be a child to see the fruit. How do I regress? I want to be a child again. Adults only see circles and tricks. <laughs> so sad. How do I become a child again? All right, Kev. Brandy does shit at picking numbers, so you got to pick ninety-seven. Okay, my darling witches, it's time for your weekly non-offensive dare. You must be a Patreon to participate, so you can earn points for your house. Each month, the house with the most points gets to vote on weekly non-offensive dares, topics of future episodes, and so much more. Each week, once you've gotten your dare, you must safely and creatively complete a post on social media so that we can see that you've done the task. You can tag us at Twitter at Macabre Academy, or you can tag us on Instagram at the Macabre Academy, and you must include a hashtag with your house name to obtain the points. The world is a fucked up place. These dares are designed to bring silliness and random acts of kindness into the world. You must safely complete your dare. If you are unsafe, your points will not be counted. You can also earn additional points for your house by being the first to submit episode corrections to us at themacabacademy at gmail.com. Also, if we use your ideas or stories in a future episode, more points may be awarded. Let's return to the podcast to see what your weekly non-offensive dare will be. You already picked that. <laughs> it's one of my you. favorite numbers. <laughs> so shut, shut up. It's Kev's turn. 27. You already picked that. <laughs> Kev. It's Kev's turn. I'm ignoring any other number out of your page. Kevin. 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 Pick number 22. You already picked that one. Kev, please. Boy, this is just fun. I'm just going to keep sitting here. 62. It's Kev's choice. Kevin! You already picked 62, by the way. 12. It is not chosen, but that is not Kevin's choice. Kevin, Kevin. pick a number. Pick number 12. Let's go with 12. All right, there's a weird backstory behind this this dare, okay? Hang in there with me. Oh, good times. Okay, is it show someone your butthole? No. <laughs> They're not offensive dares, remember? <laughs> is my butthole offensive? Maybe. I don't know, do you bleach? Yeah. No. <laughs> Leave me I mean, alone. <laughs> actually, fun fact for you, most women who groom their lady parts often forget that hair grows around Yeah, and they butthole. have a mullet. Yeah. Okay. That would be a chick. <laughs> I don't fucking care what it is. 
dare. All right. Go. So let me, okay. So the dare, my husband caught me doing this and he thinks it's fucking disgusting and I don't think it's disgusting. So it's a dare now. Okay. Ready? It's my favorite thing in the world to do. You ready? Ready. Okay. Oh God. <laughs> Take a bite out of a stick of butter. Oh, so good. All right. This is pure spite dare for my husband. Okay. I love butter. Yeah, I do too. He thinks it's disgusting and he told me I'm not allowed to raise Evie to do it. And you better believe I showed her how to take a bite out of a stick of butter. Listen, Evie and I are not going to eat butter at your house. That is fine. Every bite of butter is an, I guess it's offensive to my husband, but that's okay. In general, it's an offensive dare. Yeah. We don't need men. Nom some butter, take a picture, take a video. I don't give a shit, but take Kevin, a bite. This out one of is stick. you. You have to do it. Yeah, you have to do it. Because we've already done it and we love it. It's your turn. Have you ever eaten butter? Like straight to the face? Well, of course. Yeah. I prefer salted butter myself. Yes. So if you're going to do it, give it some salt. I had some garlic and herb fresh churn butter. Will that count if I like use a 100%. Yes. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Just eat Ooh, butter. I bought that Cinnamon dust. Does margarine count? No. Fuck you. That's not butter. I bought that. I'm trying to. I'm trying to listen to my fucking story. We did for the entire episode. I muted myself. (laughs) (laughs) Are you ready for my story? Fine. It's your last story, Brandy. Last one. Make it good. I bought that cinnamon toast crunch dust from work. It's like a seasoning. Mm Mm-hmm. And I melted butter, and then I poured a bunch of that seasoning into the butter, and now I have cinnamon toast crunch butter. It's a really good story, huh? No. It's fucking delicious. I don't know what your problem is. I'm sure it's delicious, but it's not uncommon to make sugar butter. Right, but it's cinnamon toast crunch, so it's cereal butter. I once bought a bag of, like, crushed up butterfingers that you're supposed to put in like cookies yeah, and shit. Yeah, and just ate it. Fucking right I do. <laughs> With a spoon or just dump the whole thing in your mouth? We don't need to get silver involved in this. <laughs> just. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I feel There's like. no I... shame. Okay. Are we done? We're stopped. Okay, yeah, bye this guys. Is nice. This I'm is going done. To bed. Good night. Brandy's going to bed. Tell her good night, guys. Good night, Brandy. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Bye, guys. Enjoy the aliens. <laughs> Watch out for the birds. Birds aren't real. This podcast was brought to you by Nerdy Witch in partnership with Sound Maiden. We want to thank all of our wonderful Patreons. For updates, please follow the Macabre Academy on Facebook. Remember to like, share, and listen exclusively on Buzzsprout. Soon, we'll be available wherever you listen to podcasts.